0: I said, there are asking kind of all the wrong questions. You know, what's the biggest industry I can get into? And it's all the wrong stuff. And you got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? And when you feel that way, I, honestly, I mean, you feel like you have never worked a day in your life. It's the most fun thing in the world. You get up in the morning, excited about what you're doing. And you got to be really honest with yourself about it. If you wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work, dude, do something else. Do something else. And those are hard decisions to make. But when you make those decisions, it's a very liberating experience. And you find out that the rewards will come. I think the best way to prove your your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, uh, to be a sponge. So you always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. And that's what I tried to do when I first came in the league. But you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport. And me coming in at seventeen, I hated when like my teammates would say, you know, I get hit with an elbow, right? Shaq would hit me with an elbow in practice. Like, you know, <laughs> you know Nick Van would come up and say, Are you okay? I'm like, what? Wow, <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> how wrong with you you know so like i always had that extra chip on my shoulder so like every day in practice for me was really trying to annihilate everybody that was that i was playing against because i wanted to prove you don't need to babysit me like I, i'm fine <laughs> you know and uh and so it's always um that competitive nature the work ethic and curiosity because i asked a lot of questions when playing with byron scott i asked him a lot of questions Eddie Jones, who was great at chasing guards off the screens, and I didn't understand how to do that. I would sit with him before practice, after practice. Magic, all the Laker greats, I would always sit down and just ask him questions about certain games that I studied growing up. What actually happened there? What did you feel there? Why?
1: We were playing against the Lakers, Tom, and we were out here in LA. So the game was at seven. I said, you know what, I'm going to come to the Staples Center because we when the Lakers at Kobe and Shaq, okay? This is, this is like the championship Lakers. I said, you know, I'm going to get there at 3 o'clock, and I want to make sure I make 400 main shots before I go back into the room, and then I sit in the sauna, and I get ready for the game. So, you know, get in the car, get to the gym, get there, and as I'm walking onto the court, who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant, already working out. So once I set my foot across that line, I start working out. And so I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off after I was done, I sat down. And of course, I still hear the ball bouncing. I look down I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out. He was working out for like, it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here. Right. And he's still going. And it's not like his moves are nonchalant or <laughs> lazy. He's doing like game moves, you know? Um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes. I'm like, I want to see how long this goes. So I sit out there and watch. Another 25 minutes and he got done. I like, okay, I think I've seen enough. Go play, you know, come back, get in the sauna, get ready for the game. That game, he drops 40 on us, okay? And after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why, why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, hey, Kobe, like, why, why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, because I saw you come in. And I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you.
2: Hey, so there you got it, family. Welcome to the God Economic Show. My name is Brother Ben X. And this
3: is Jake Taylor Jacobs.
2: And today we're going to be talking about Kobe Bryant. Now, what I just showed you guys is Kobe Bryant's mamba mentality. Because Kobe Bryant, and what I want us to talk about before we get into it, is his mindset. Mm-hmm. Me and Brother Jake was talking today about E.T.'s podcast, and we was talking about People can give you the strategies. Brother Ben, you you, you gonna add me on your Instagram? Can, can I can I Can
3: I be on your requested too?
2: Well, I think that's gonna mess. Well, let me try it out. Let, let see Jake trying to do that. It better not get the signal. You know the little signal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> can
2: I can I get on your live? Okay, too? there it is. There we go. Now except Ooh, that boy. Now you gotta have a little far away oh, though. Oh uh, Amir, go get the other poke. Go get the thing so I can so make sure. what? See, see, this is what I'm saying.
3: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready now.
2: I'm ready. Turn, you ain't ready. So what we want to do, family, we want to talk about the mindset. That's what we were saying. See? This ain't going to work. Why, why, why?
3: You, how come your, boy, your
2: voice don't work? You got your, mirror, your, your crack was showing. Uh, I'm going to turn mine down. Okay, we good. See? <clears throat> All right, so, look, man, we got 150-something people tuning in on Facebook. We can't that. be playing get, like I'm, this.
3: Man, I'm, trying to be, I'm just trying to be. I just want to be.
2: So. We, well we, what we're going to be talking about is Kobe Bryant's legacy. Brother Jake teaches about insurance, life insurance, things of that nature. So we're going to talk about his legacy. But most importantly, I want us to talk about his mindset. Because Kobe Bryant was more than a basketball player. You know, Kobe Bryant was a brother who had a mentality of, I'm going to be the best. And, and what I got out of the Mamba Mentality video that we just played is, although he was number one, Although he was the NBA uh, uh, MVP, Ooh. although he had rings and things of this nature, rings. he still was willing to go to the gym ahead of time Ooh. and be last when everybody leaves. So man. who are we who not at the top? Who are we? Who are we who not MVP Come on. to be showing up late? Uh-huh. Who are we who not MVP, uh-huh. who not top? Come on. Who are we to not give enough effort to take our life to the next, next level? level. So on. that's what I want to start off with, family. The effort part, you can have the strategy, you can have the blueprint, you can have all the books, but if you do not have effort, effort. if you do not have effort, don't got it. you don't have any progress. So what's your thoughts, brother Jake, man? Give us some about Kobe Bryant's mindset.
3: Uh, actually, Kobe Bryant was my favorite player, Hoopin'. Okay. Um, and it's funny, I was a point guard. So to have a Kobe's mentality as a point guard, I mean, you was more of a shooting guard than a point guard, but... But to have a, a – <laughs>
2: somebody says is, is it still echoing? Let us know.
3: Is it echoing? To have um uh a Kobe's mindset when it comes to business, when it came to his business on the court, and his in his man, he he just don't want That's me to
2: win. That's what they saying, man. It's echoing, man, right? He just don't want me to win. Y'all man. just follow him on Instagram, man. We Oh <laughs> right, we so, good.
3: So when it comes to uh Kobe Bryant's um mentality the biggest thing I took is that um, he didn't care about taking a shortcut. He got into the game to be the best. And it wasn't in comparison to anybody else. He wanted he wanted his name to be drawn in the sand as Kobe. Not, oh, such and such, like MJ. Not such and such like, he wanted to be a generational player, Kobe. And he put in that time to get in. And so literally, I took his mentality Cause I couldn't get to the NBA <laughs> and do what he did, <laughs> so I took his mentality to business, and it was that all in or nothing mentality, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's got us, you know, extremely far, you know, to be where we are currently at the age that we're at. But that mentality of where he says, "Listen, I want to be known. My name. I want my name to be known for something," and that that plays a lot of part in why why I do what I do. Cause I want my I want my name to remember there's something. I don't want to be another guy that came into business or came into my industry and left i want them to say because of jake because of him the industry works like this and now we can all say because of kobe we all know that kobe set the standard of what excellence and and professionalism and giving it all looks like
2: another thing i want to point out about brother kobe is the fact that uh he was willing to compete with the big dogs Mm. He talked about with the Mamba mentality when he first came, because if you don't know, he came in out of high school. So he, he talked about Shaq booing him. And he talked about his other teammates coming to him saying, are you okay? And he says, what do you mean, are you okay? Are you okay? Because some of us are looking to be babied. Some of us are looking to be cuddled. And he was willing to pave his own way and, and, and make you know his name. Some of us, when we have trials, some of us, when we have opposition, we buckle down and, and, and we willing to fail or, or, or we end up failing because we we fall short of uh, 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 taking it to him in business and life. And at your job, if somebody says something you think because you knew you think, oh, well, you know, what I'm saying uh, 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 baby me or take it easy. But if you go on that hard route, that hard route is going to get you the success that you're looking for. Kobe Bryant spent hours at the gym. Kobe Bryant spent hours in the weight room. I'm pretty sure being in the weight room, he put much strain and uh, resistance on his body. But it's going through that pain it's going through that struggle that made him who he is today. Another thing, practice. We're talking about practice right now. Shout out to Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice, and a lot of us don't want to put the time in studying. See, he was also an advocate of studying film. He was studying his opponent. He was looking at his opponent. He was looking at what he did wrong in the game. He was looking at what he did good in the game. He even said during the Mamba Mentality, he would ask questions to the veterans. He would look at film and say, what was you thinking about right there? Hey, on that defensive play, what made you slide like that? Here on that offensive play, what made you make that pass? So Kobe was showing that, hey, I'm inquisitive. Some of us have too much pride. We don't want to ask a question, how did you do that?
3: Oh, I almost hit you in the head with this mic. Yeah,
2: they don't want to ask, man, how did you do that? I want to pave it and do it my way and, and, and think that that's going to make you good. And it may make you good, but... I'd rather ask Jake, brother, what, what mistakes did you make? How did you get there? What is this? What does this mean? So I don't have to take the time that he took. I don't have to take the time that somebody else took. I can ask them a question, and there's two ways you can learn. You can learn from experience, or you can learn from somebody else. And as I always say, fifty cent done already got shot nine times. Brother Ben X ain't got to get shot nine times to understand that in the lifestyle that I want to live. So we have to practice, practice, and we have to put in the work to get the results. A oh, man said, "Practice, practice. <laughs> That's <laughs> a new so, word."
3: And so, uh, one of the, the another thing that that you that you mentioned about Kobe. Uh, Brother Ben, for some of you guys that are coming in on my Facebook, this is the Economic Show. Um, And we're talking about Kobe's legacy at the moment. And uh, one of the things that Kobe talked about, um, one of the things that I looked at, Brother Ben, is Kobe says, if I want to learn a new move, I shoot thousands of jumpers doing that one move. You know how much discipline it has to take or how much discipline someone has to have in order to do that one thing over and over, and over, and over again until you master it. Mm. All of us, we want to move on to other stuff. It get born. We feel like we got it enough. And one of the things that my team here, um, most of them, they struggle at, and it's doing the same thing every day. That same presentation. That same PowerPoint. It's doing that same, that same, uh, uh, a sales strategy. It's, it's, it's doing things the same exact way every single day. And that's the biggest thing I looked at. And then the next thing you talked about, he watched film. You know, he watched what he did. He watched what the, what the, um, uh, what his, what his opponents did. He looked at their behaviors. He looked at why they did what they did. He studied it so that he could be one of the greats. He wanted to be able to analyze the game, and he became a genius because of how, um, how, how much of a student he was of the game. And when it came to business, I, I mean, and so when I hooped in college, I did the same exact thing, which is why the coach started letting me, like, create my own plays. It was crazy. Um, But I took that same approach in business. See, when people see me speak or they see me on a stage or they see me, um, uh, my my vernacular, (laughs) they see how I talk. See, they they just look at, oh, he must be gifted at that. They don't know how many hours I put in literally saying something, recording myself, listening to myself, editing it. Doing again, listening to myself, doing it again, listening to myself, my sales pitch, the way I deal with people, the way I talk to people, the way I deal with my business. They don't see how many hours that I put in doing the same exact thing every single day. So when it looks natural, they will say, oh, you're gifted from God. Mm. When it looks natural, they say, man, that was just a God's gift. And I'm like, the God's gift? You talking about the kid that didn't like to talk to people? You talking about the shy guy? Who, 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 who didn't think he was good enough to, to, to be able to. You talking about that guy? The reason why I carry myself the way that I do is because like, like Kobe say, it ain't arrogance if, if you put in the work. If I put in the work, it, I'm not being arrogant. I just am good because I put in that time, and that's what I took from Kobe.
2: I want to read another quote I got pulled up here. It says, I have nothing in common with lazy people. See, who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. How many of us every day is, is blaming somebody else for, my, for your lack of success? My mama didn't fund my dream. My daddy
3: hurt my feelings.
2: My cousin said I'm not going to make it. My sister always been the better one. My granny said, boy, you better go to school and leave that stuff alone. I've
3: always been ugly.
2: See? So if you're continuing to blame somebody else for your success... And you are depending on somebody else for your happiness and success. You always going to be up and down. What do you mean by that, brother Ben? Well, if I'm only doing good, if I'm only in good spirit, when somebody give me a compliment, then that means when somebody's not giving not giving me a compliment, I'm in low spirits. So I want to be able to where I'm tapped in so much within. I'm tapped in so much with the God within to where it don't matter what you do to me. I'm in control of my life. If you don't give me no opportunity, I'm going to make an opportunity. If you don't give me a seat at the table, damn it, give me a, a, a hammer. I'll make my own table. I'm going to go break up some wood. Some of us are are, are are begging for somebody to give us an opportunity, but we have to make our own opportunity. You know, they said one time, man, if you, if you uh, driving down the highway and you need help, don't sit in the car. Even if you don't know what you're doing, get your butt outside the car, open up the hood, and just look at it. Maybe somebody will stop by and say, man, let me help this young brother out. But if you just sitting there waiting on somebody to stop, they don't know what you're doing. It may look like you already got help on the way. But if you get out your car and you pop the hood and just act like you're messing with the alternator, Act like you're messing with the little gas or something like that. You know, I don't know nothing about cars. I'm talking about the gas all the way up there. <laughs> but, but if you act like you're messing with something or doing something, somebody's willing to help you. Sometimes we got to put some, something out there in the universe and stop making so many excuses. You know, we have, we have to, uh, we have to think about the perseverance. We have to think about the hard work. We have to think about all of the people who got where they got through the hard work as well. Like, look at Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant I'm sure uh, Loves Michael Jordan because And you can tell he does Because of how he plays basketball He's shooting fadeaways He got his tongue out like Michael Jordan He actually if you go on YouTube You can look at identical plays Of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant That means that he not only is copying Uh, michael jordan's moves but he's copying the hard work he's copying the perseverance he's copying the no excuses hold
3: hold on hold on so 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 you're saying not only is he copying the end result but he also is copying the process to get to the end result yeah so so a lot of us we want success right we want uh, the yachts. We want the BMWs. We want the Bens. We want the we want the Ferraris. We want the i eights. We want you know vacations for months at a time. We want you know to 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 go and live in mansions. We want the Porsches. We want the Ferraris. We want the Rolexes. But you're not willing to put in the time that that entrepreneur. That spent twenty years not buying anything. Mm. See, you're, you're not willing to work fourteen, fifteen hours a day. You're not willing to to lose friends because they call you and they say they say that that that, that the only thing you think about is work. The only thing you're always so serious. See, one of the things I loved about Kobe is Kobe didn't allow anybody's narrative of him to determine who and what he was going to be. He didn't allow people to say, you know what, um. uh, Kobe too serious He don't fraternize with nobody Kobe said, well, I'm here to do a job. My job is to win championships. There's a level of excellence that come with that. There's a level of no excuses because I do know at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my legacy. I'm responsible for my story. And so when, when we look at everybody else, so he didn't look at Michael Jordan and say, damn, Michael Jordan got six rings. Damn, Michael Jordan got cars, Ferraris. He got all of this. He didn't look at Michael Jordan and say, man, let me start copying his end game. He said, what did Michael Jordan do to get there? Mm. I'm going to do that. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook, yes, textbook, that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. And we're in this world where everybody want, four, want to work four-hour days. Four-hour weeks. I just want to put in a little bit of time. Like everybody want to be a social influencer, right? Yeah. But you and I were talking. I said, damn, brother, man, you work as hard as I do. And I'm not even on a." and and I was talking to my barber today. He said, man, how he got a million followers? I said, but the same way you cut hair all day, every day, and you're you're a master at your craft, the same way I run my insurance agency and my financial education company every single day, and I'm a master at my craft, that's the exact same reason why that brother got a million followers. You know how many videos? You know how many countries? You know how much editing, you know how much all this stuff that Brother Ben got to do. But no, we want Brother Ben's following. Mm. We, we want to we piggyback on all your followers, but we don't want to put in the time it takes to, to do edits, to do videos, to interview people that you don't want to interview, to talk to people you don't want to talk to. Come up with content every single day to, to make sure that it's valuable to your network. And so when I looked at Kobe, I said, man, Kobe didn't just mock Michael. He became Michael by work ethic, mm. and by default, he won championships. There it is. See, if, see, if, I, if I can copy somebody's work ethic, by default, I'm going to have what they have. I can't copy what they got. I can't go and say, hey, listen, you drive a Porsche, I make 50000 a year. I can go get a Porsche, too. I got to copy the work ethic that got you that Porsche, where buying that Porsche wasn't an issue. And by default, I'm going to win championships, too.
2: So, in other words, they want your works, but they don't want to work. See? That's a tweet. Go ahead and tweet it. You can take it. Hashtag brother Ben. What's they the want one your one? works, but they don't want to work. Right. They want to say, hey, shop me out, but they ain't putting no work in. Uh-oh. So I put in years of work, years of time. Since when? Years of sleep. Since How long two, you been on man, social listen, media? Listen, 2004. 14, nah, heads, no, because nah, no, you were selling stuff online. Yeah, 2000, uh, maybe 11, 2010. I mean, it's a long time. I don't so, even so, know how far so back. So almost, you're almost a decade in the game. Oh, No, that's over a decade. I started YouTube alone in 2010. So when did you start selling a kicks online in high school? What, what year was that? Mm, probably 2012 but I've been on YouTube since 2010 since 2010 yeah so this is about a decade man dang this, this so made you, a decade so you but,
3: 10 years in the game
2: 10 years in the game so,
3: so, 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 so they look at your age and say
2: damn brother man you're 25 man I'm 26
3: or I'm 24 Yeah. Or, or I'm 30. If Brother Ben can do it at 25, I can do it. And Brother Ben say, listen here, young buck. <laughs> listen here, young buck. I, I, I've been doing this 10 years and had my entire social media shut down mm. where I had to start over and build from scratch.
2: You you you, you you, you, sure you want this? It's But see, it's sacrifice. See, when they went to the club, when they was in high school, I was at home making videos. When they was going to different parties, I was at home doing skits. So now that I'm 25 years old, I got all this knowledge. And see, this is what I was going to say about submission. See, I believe that you get true peace and you get true reward and success through submission, Uh submission to do the will of God, submission to do the will of righteousness. If you don't believe in God, add an oath to God. Now you got good, do good, whatever the case may be. But in that submission is where you get your true power in that submission is where you get your real attraction. So even if I promote you, see, here's the kicker. Even if I promote you and you ain't put in no work, guess what? I can promote you to my million followers. You ain't going to get the same results. Because you can't cheat your way to the top. Uh-oh, stay there. You can put Brother Ben X in the NBA right now, but I haven't been working stay out there. like a Steph Curry. Stay there. Stay there. I haven't been shooting my threes uh-huh. like a Steph Curry. Uh-huh. So I know how to play basketball, take but because there. I haven't put that time and that effort into playing the game of basketball, you can take me to the NBA, but I won't be able to produce the results so, 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 so you tell of a Steph Curry so who's been him, putting in that so work. So you're telling
3: me all these women and guys that are going to get these surgeries to take off that fat? Oh, there's no shortcut. Eventually the fat is going to come back.
2: Why? And and, and the reason is because the subconscious mind, in the self, in the subconscious mind, you have something called your self-image. As long as your self-image is somebody who is overweight or somebody, yeah, yeah, and and somebody who looks a certain way, you can go on the TV shows and lose six hundred pounds. You can go on the TV shows, put on race trainers, and lose all these different pounds. But as long as your subconscious mind have not changed, you're never going to change. You're going to gain it back. Give me another example, Brother Ben, hitting the lottery. See, I can hit the lottery, but if I hit the lottery, but my mindset haven't changed, my subconscious mind haven't changed, I still believe that money is the root of all evil. Now, every time I get money, I'm trying to get it off my hands because I believe it's evil. I'm going to go bankrupt with this money because my mindset wasn't prepared for it. I broke up with this ex-girl. Now I'm treating this next girl Uh how I treat my ex-girl, and now I'm with somebody new per se, but because my mindset is still the same, I'm going to create the same problem that I did from the last relationship. So the mind is very important.
3: And I experienced that in business, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Trying to give people contracts that they didn't deserve. Trying to trying to help them get more commissions that they didn't deserve, putting people in my business and certain authority that they didn't deserve, getting them opportunities that they didn't deserve. Mm. And, and and thinking that maybe if I just give them a, a, a better start than I had, maybe they can go a little bit further than me and not realizing I'm damaging them. Mm. I'm giving them too much of a shortcut there it is. And, and things that come natural to me is because I've been forged in this fire. Mm. I was left. My, my family didn't believe in what I was doing. You know, I, I lost everything. I was living in my BMW about to get repoed in between two, uh, two Walmart trucks. Mm. You know, I, I was, I was taking with my brother, Jordan Isom. I lost my job. He didn't have no income. He and I were taking tires off of an 18 wheeler truck and stocking tires at a tire warehouse making a hundred dollars a week. Wow. I was sending $80 to my ex wife for, for our daughter Taylor. And I was eating, keeping 20 and eating chili cheese Fritos mm. and drinking water every single day for about three, four weeks straight. Mm. And so I, I, I didn't have like, so, so when people like Jake, man, I, I, I see what, man, I'm like, bro, you, if you really want what I got, you're going to have to get forged in the fire, which is why I think it's very important that before we start talking about, I want to give my kids legacy. That you're not raising them up to be spoiled and dropping legacy on them. They're not prepared for it. So Mm. that means you have to what? You got to build up your child as if they don't have it so that when they do get it, they know what to do with it. Because I got to train you. I got to develop you. I got to coach you. And that was the biggest thing. It's easy for me to compare myself and say, man, God, man, God, how come he 28 just like me and he, he got $10 million in his bank account? How come he he just saying, he might say, and God said, listen, he been an entrepreneur and on his own since 14. Mm. You didn't really start being a full-time entrepreneur until until five years ago. He been a full-time entrepreneur 15. So the same amount of time that you spend just to get five, he done that for 10 more years than you did. Mm. So just because y'all are the same age don't mean y'all put in the same time. There it is. Just because y'all are the same age, y'all came from the same school, y'all came from the same background, doesn't mean you can look at somebody and say, oh, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And well, that's true. You can, but you got to put in the same time. And what I love about Kobe is that Kobe said damn, if Michael Jordan can win six rings, I can do it too. Not because we have the same ability, but I'm going to adopt his work ethic. Come on. I'm going to adopt when he comes to the, when he come to the gym. I'm going to adopt the same mentality of winning that Michael Jordan has, and I I'm willing to be ostracized, ostracized just means to be cast out from the normal group, I'm willing to be ostracized in the effort of winning ships. Because at the end of the day, nobody is talking about how mean Kobe is today. Everybody is talking about and praising him for the same thing that they were cursing him about Uh when he was playing. Come on. Uh, He wasn't a team player. He only cared about winning. He only cared about championships. He only cared about the high standards. But now when he's passed away, everybody is elevating him and praising him
2: because he was willing to stand out so he can stand up. Hello, Uh somebody. Stand out to stand up. Good God almighty. Man, we might well end the show, boy. Yeah. But what I got out of that is, see, whenever you're going through trials. Anybody who's going through hell right now, you know, we teach that heaven and hell are not not something that's up in the sky and the sweet by and by after we die. It's not somewhere deep down under the ground with some red man with a pitchfork. These are two conditions of the mind. So when you're going through this so-called fire that I believe is symbolic, when you think about yourself as gold, when you're burning gold, you're not necessarily damaging the gold. You're purifying the gold and whenever you put a little heat to some clay and that clay begins to get burned and it begins to get softened and you cool it off, then you can mold it into what you want to mold it into. See, some of us, we don't want to go through that fire. Some of us, we don't want to go through those trials and tribulations. So if you're not going through that, uh, 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 that passage, if you're not going through that struggle that somebody went through, when tough times come up, you're not going to be able to handle it like they did. So when Jake talks about staying in the car, when I was trying to do drop shipping so I can make a little money. See, we are going through trials, which is actually giving us strength sometimes the, the, the first sign of you uh, experiencing some resistance, you quit. But that's like me being in the weight room as a basketball player. If I quit soon as I can't bench 145, I'll never get to 150. Uh-oh. If I quit soon as I get to 145, I'll never get to 160. So now that Jake went through what he went through, now that I went through what I went through at a young age, when, sudden, when something comes up now in our business, when we're making much more money, I can handle it. Man, how come that brother, he wasn't, man, how come he didn't fall? How come he didn't break when that thing happened? Did you hear what happened to him? He lost 25,000. He lost 50,000. Well, I done lost something before. Yeah. I've been broken before. I've been all the way down before. So this ain't nothing to me. That's why I love when I hear brothers from the hood who've been to prison. I love when I hear brothers from 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 the hood who done been through something and they got out because they know how low they have been. So they know uh, uh, the blessing that it is when you get much higher. Some of us got to start running from the difficulty some of us got to stop running from the pain because in the pain is the ease that you are looking for and that's what Kobe I believe stood for man he stood more than just being a good basketball player he was willing to step outside of the box and not only challenge himself but challenge the people around him because we got to understand that our our environment trumps heredity Uh-oh. so who I'm around may influence me you know they say if you got if you are around five millionaires you can become the six yeah that that that's that's that can be true unless i take the same process that he had see i can't be somebody who around five millionaires but i'm just looking at them praising them i gotta ask questions like kobe did i gotta be inquisitive like kobe did i gotta take that blueprint like kobe did and then i gotta apply what it is that i know a lot of us know things oh i read Mrs. to the black man i read rich dad poor dad i read as a man thinketh I read all these different financial books. You read all these life books and you wondering, how come my life hasn't changed? Because you haven't began to uh, 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 use and apply and put effort to that which we know. And Kobe Brown was a great example of that. He was in the gym shooting free throws. He was in the gym shooting threes. And if you're not shooting threes and you're not shooting free throws, not in basketball, but in your business, how can you ever expect to be the MVP? And uh, you know how to, you know to go get the scripture. You know how to get the scripture, right? <laughs> I
3: ran to get the scripture to, to, to help bring some things to life. And it's funny because you mentioned uh who I, whoever I'm around, it matters. Yeah. In Proverbs 13, 20 it says, He who walks, he who, who walks with the wise man will be wise. Uh-oh. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. And so what it says is he who walks with wise men will be wise. Mm. If I walk with if I walk with wise people, if if my friends are wise, if we're good with our money, if we're good at, at at being disciplined, if we're good at if we're good at not cutting corners, if we're good at being righteous, if we're good with having high integrity. If we're good with those things, then by default we're all going to have those things. But if I decide to companion or hang around fools, I will suffer harm. Brother Ben, what's a fool? A fool is somebody who knows what to do but just decides not to do it. Uh-oh. So if, so, if I hang around with fools, people who want to cut corners, this these are the type of people I despise hanging around, especially being young in business. People that say, "Man, I, man, you work that hard, man, man. I, I can make that, man. I can help you make uh, twenty thousand dollars, man, just doing ten hours a week. Mm. That's a fool to me because there got to be some type of shortcut that you're taking. Because even when I saw you on the outside, brother Ben, I said, "Oh, at first I was like, Bro, he just he just doing videos and stuff. That's all he doing." And then as I got to get to know you, we talk every day. I said, Brother Ben, what are you doing? Cutting editing, cutting. Uh, 2 a.m., you shooting me a text. Hey, check this out. I wake up and I call you just to, just to just to check you. You up at eight, nine, sometimes sometimes seven in the morning, just depending on the day. Just cutting and editing and putting new videos up. You putting you putting on content. You editing content for our show, for that show, for this show. You got content for this coming out. You got another another content coming out. For you know for the instrument. You got this all this. I'm like, damn, you work just as hard as me. That's why you're getting the same type of result. And I truly believe, brother Ben, I truly believe with everything in my heart that our generation is soft. Mm. Our generation is softer to tough. We want shortcuts. We want to blame everybody for the reason why we are where we are. We want want the easy job. We want the easy money. And the fact that we can make money so easy in today's generation, it literally just encourages people to be lazy. It encourages people to cut corners. It encourages people to to not do what you got to do to win. It encourages people to say, you know what, if I can make $10,000 just doing a little something like this, I can, I can, I can lose a little bit of integrity just to make that bread because ain't nobody gonna see it. And because we can make money so easy in today's world, in today's generation, I truly believe we got the softest generation ever in 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 history. I don't want to say history because I don't know history. Everybody's generation, but I know for a fact our generation soft. I know for a fact they soft. Nobody want to work. Nobody want to put time in. Nobody want to do 50, 60 hours a week. Nobody want to put 80 hours a week. We want a million dollar income on 10 hours a week, uh, uh work ethic. Mm. See, see, we don't want to be in the gym shooting jumpers. You know what shooting jumpers to me is? What's that? It's getting my ASS to this office. It's making sure I'm looking over my industry. It's making sure I'm looking over the stuff I did from the day before. It's making sure I'm looking at my targets and my successes every day. It's making sure I'm checking and making sure my team is being held accountable of having high standards. Me being in the gym, that's what me doing every day. So if I know if I wanted to make it to the league, I know I got to put 15 to 18 hours a day into the gym. I got to get ready. I got to get my body good. So if I want the same results of making it to the league, I got to do the same thing in my business. And everybody don't want to do that. And especially for people that say, Brother Ben, I work a job. So I don't have time to do all that. I said, if you don't got time to work a job and to start building your business part time, you are never going to be a good entrepreneur in the first place. Mm. Because you think that you can trade eight hour job for eight hour business and get the same result, matter of fact, your eight hours at the job can get you fifty thousand, but wow. that eight hours in your business can get you fifteen thousand, so, which means that you at the job you're getting somebody somebody handing you snickers every two weeks just for showing up <laughs> in business you got to put in more time to get the job going, so if I know I got to put fifteen sixteen hours a day. You keeping your job for eight hours and then putting another eight hours in your business, that's the same 16 you would have had to do if you ran your business. I get tired of people saying, uh, I want to be an entrepreneur because I'm tired of working all these hours. Are you crazy?
2: Oh, it's going to be way more hours now. Are you crazy? Way more hours.
3: Are you crazy? I get tired of people saying, man, I, I don't like to be told what to do. That's why I want to be a boss. If that's your reason, you're going to be working for somebody again. Because let me tell you something. You got team you got to answer to. You got employees you got to an answer to. You got you got um, a, a con- contractors you got to an answer to. You got vendors you got to an answer to. You got customers you got to an answer to. You got good customers and bad customers you got to an answer to. You got to an answer to the banks that when people want to give you chargebacks if you if you'd like to do that debt stuff you like to put a (laughs) bank to be your master you got to answer to master there's a bunch of people you got to answer to in business so to say i want to start a business because i don't want to answer to somebody is
2: the weakest thing i ever heard in business Woo! and with that being said we're gonna go to some sponsors because uh y'all need to get this right here check this out Peace, family. It's your brother, Ben asks, Are you interested in owning your own children's book? Are you tired of your young daughter, your young black son, getting cartoons and reading books and he can't see himself in the picture? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, if I took a picture of this whole room, the first person you would look for is yourself. Our children aren't interested in the education. Our children aren't interested in the schools because they don't see themselves in the picture of life. Well, you can make your own book today. You can get your own cartoon book printed today, or you can start that process by going to tunesprint at gmail.com. That's T-O-O-N-S-P-R-I-N-T, Toonsprint at gmail.com. It's important because representation matters. These images are going into our subconscious mind. And if we don't ever see ourselves as heroes, if we don't all, if we don't ever see ourselves as being something great, being producers, being creators, then all we will be is servants and consumers. So go ahead and start your process of getting your own cartoon book made. Not only is it going to be good for representation, but you can give your child his own product, or you can have your own product and you can show him how to do for self and be a producer. Toonsprint at gmail.com. At this moment, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor, and he's looking for sales agents. He says, we are now recruiting seller support agents in order to accommodate client requests and support needs within your local area. We will provide light training to candidates who have little experience in this field but who are motivated and willing to learn. We are seeking individuals who have good communication skills, who are headstrong and success-oriented and are interested in connecting with new people to discuss business. We offer opportunities for seller support agents to grow and generate competitive earnings, aka income family. If you have the ability to dedicate your time to a task with moderate planning, then this opportunity is right for you. Please text Rick at 305-676-4329. That is 305-676-4329 four three two nine between the hours of nine a.m. and nine p.m. to register to become a seller support agent today so if you are listening to the brother ben x podcast and you're looking to make some extra money text rick at 305-676-4329 all right, family. And we back in this. We're going to try to get through this. We're going to be talking about the legacy of Kobe Bryant uh-huh. because, uh, yes, he left us physically, but that could be anybody. You know, you never know when it's going to be your time. You never know when you're going to leave. You can be driving. You can be flying. You can be riding a bike. You never know when your time is coming. And if you're a man or if you just have a family, you want to make sure that you, if you're not physically there, you can leave something for your children. So I'll let you take uh, the head on this one about Kobe Bryant.
3: So when it comes to uh, Kobe Bryant and what he did for his family, I think he did exactly what. Um, All of us should be striving to do uh, because we all know that we have to retire our jerseys one day. We all got to hang up our jersey of life. We have to hang up this meat suit that we call a body and we have to leave this body for good. Whether you believe that at the end of this, we're done whether you believe that there's a heaven, whether you believe in reincarnation. At the end of the day, this meat suit that we're currently in will be retired and it will expire And the question is, when you leave this meat suit, what would you leave your kids? What would you leave your family? Would they only have memories of you
2: or would they still feel your financial presence? Hello, somebody. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210 504-4094 504-4094 and we'll give you more information with free game and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. And what and what Kobe Bryant did, Kobe Bryant
3: made sure that his family was absolutely taken care of. Let's just talk about a couple of things that Kobe Bryant did. He 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 got really good at something first. Mm. See, see he he didn't he didn't start investing and in really looking at deep investing until he got really, really, really good at one thing. And so that's the first thing I want to talk to y'all about. Uh, what Kobe Bryant did before he started trying to invest his money, he got good. And so you got to find something that you can get really, really good at, that you can get paid a whole lot at, and then you can literally just start saving saving and storing your money. Saving and storing your money. Because when, when a Kobe Bryant started to invest his money, he didn't purchase stock he was buying pieces of companies. Mm. He wasn't buying little stock, little trade here. I He wasn't buying mutual funds and IRAs and 401ks. He was literally buying large pieces of companies. So the late Kobe Bryant, he didn't just excel on the basketball court, but he also achieved major success in business. Um, from an investment six years ago, it proved to be a huge windfall for the late uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. In 2014, Kobe Bryant bought 10% of a share of a sports drink called Body Armor. Coca-Cola just purchased a minority investment in body armor, which turned his $6 million investment into mm. a $200 million gain from this, just, from this soft drink. So when we think about what Kobe Bryant did, what we realize is that he wasn't just putting $100 here, $100,000 here, $200,000 there, where he decided to put his money he literally made a bunch of gains from it. So a lot of, in contrast, a bunch of um, a former professional athletes, they go broke in retirement, mm. especially African-Americans, because we literally, we literally just give our money to, we give our money to crazy financial advisors. Uh, I'm sorry, we give our money to Caucasian financial advisors that have no benefit. They They don't care nothing about us, and we give our money to them. And they literally just spoil our money. And there's a bunch of uh, uh, um, uh, African-American athletes that say, man, my financial advisor screwed me. And the financial advisor, know you're an 18, 20-year-old kid that don't know what you're doing. So, of course, they're going to try to finagle you out there because they're going to make money all the way until you have nothing. And so the beautiful thing about African-Americans, because of what Kobe did, because of what uh, Michael Jordan did, but specifically Kobe Bryant, they began to see Kobe Bryant was not only winning on the court, but Kobe Bryant was winning in business. Mm. He was taking his money and purchasing large pieces of companies, which allowed for him to see capital gains like you cannot believe. Kobe Bryant launched a hundred million dollar venture capital fund that is now worth two billion dollars. He did that with stable. Stable said that their partnership was not about just having Bryant act as a famous frontman or an endorser for the company he funded, but to actually be a part of the development of the company. What Kobe Bryant realized was that he didn't see any funds that had the same values for the things that he valued. And so, versus just giving his money to a financial advisor and leaving it to somebody else to say, "I think you should put your money here, Kobe." Kobe Bryant created his Kobe Bryant created his own venture capital fund and literally launched it with a hundred million dollars. And now that company, I mean, um, now that fund um, is now billion. worth uh, two billion. Two billion, yeah, two billion dollars. So his family, he left his family a two billion dollar asset just with the venture capital fund. Two hundred million dollar asset with body armor, and now uh, Black Enterprise contributor Jared Brown uh, helped coordinate twenty five million dollar initiative that Kobe Bryant funded. The United Negro College Fund twenty five helped fund twenty five million dollars for people of color to be able to navigate the venture capital, uh, capital community. So what 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 he did is crazy, and then he recently um and recently stepped up. And Ethos is announced 11, $11.5 million financial round led by uh, Sequoia Capital uh, was amongst um, and uh, a lot of the athletes were amongst uh, helping get that started. So when we, th- when we talk about what Kobe Bryant did, we talk about his legacy. He not only thrived and achieved high levels of success on the court, but he made sure that all the sacrifice he did on the court that his family wouldn't have to suffer if anything were to happen. So if we were to think about, you know, what Vanessa and the kids are going through, they can now grieve without having to worry about leaving their estate. They can grieve without having to worry about big changes in finances. They can literally grieve for an entire year in a total different country. For an entire year and get their minds together so they can be able to cope because it's one thing that we got to understand we live in an economically driven society if you don't have the finances to grow it's going to be hard for you to go anywhere and so you got to understand that your body your meat suit has to be worth something you want to leave your family with something so they don't have to worry about how am I going to provide for this? How am I going to deal with that? And what, that's the biggest thing I respect about Kobe. He left a legacy, not only for others to talk about his accolades on the court, not only for what he did in the movies for the Grammys, but Kobe Bryant left a legacy for his family to be able to say, not we got trophies of him, we got books that he wrote, we got people who say he's awesome, but he left a legacy, a financial legacy that his family will be able to live on for a mighty, mighty,
2: mighty long time. Let me ask you this, Brother Jake. Uh, For athletes, for entertainers, for somebody who may hit the lottery, what is something that they need to be putting their money into to make sure that their family is straight just in case a helicopter go down, a plane go down, or during New Year's somebody shoot a gun up in the sky not realizing that that bullet may come back down and hit somebody in the head? What should we be focused on right now If you got money, if you got maybe mediocre money, if you middle class, what can we start to do to make sure if I'm not here, my children is going to be straight? The first
3: thing that we got to make sure that we do is not put your money in no stocks that don't offer any guarantees. The only thing you need to be putting your money in are in cash reserves, things that you know will be guaranteed. Things that you know you're going to get a guaranteed 4% interest. Things that you know you're going to get a guaranteed dividend. Because you got to live in guarantees before you can start speculating. So what I would tell people that have money uh, to do exactly what we tell all of our clients to do, and my wife and I do ourselves, is put as much money as you, as you can in life insurance. And so when people say, dang, life insurance... Life insurance, yes. Life insurance is the only thing that guarantees that wealth can be passed down from one generation to the next. But what we have to understand, based on the Jim Crow life insurance rates that was written by Mary Heen from Northwestern uh, uh, uh Law Studies, is able to show that we only know one type of life insurance. Mm. We only know the life insurance that covers you if you die. And Prudential, MetLife, and... um And another company, Prudential MetLife, and I can't think of the third company, they purposely created a campaign that targeted a specific type of death insurance to black America. Mm. So we don't even know the insurance that banks do. We don't even know that banks, brother Ben, if you were to go to the FDIC.org and look at where banks put their cash reserves, we don't even know because of Boley bank-owned life insurance that they literally store and save so 22 billion, $11 billion 7 billion dollars of cash wow. inside of life insurance policies because that money grows tax free and they can access it tax free so we got people that say life insurance especially y'all financial advisors that I can't wait to eat up one day <laughs> you know why would you put your money in life insurance i say well you got somebody who's worth that has billions of dollars of assets like banks they dumped Three, like, like, let's take Bank of America, Brother Ben. Bank of America took $3 billion and put it in common stock, but they took $22 billion of cash and dumped it in life insurance cash reserves. So they that's seven times their reserves. They put seven times more money in life insurance reserves. You can go to the FDIC.org and look up the assets and liabilities ledger, and you can see it for yourself. So anybody, any basic financial advisor that don't have the billions and trillions of dollars of cash reserve like the banks do, I want to know what the banks do. Everybody talks about, you know, put your money in stock, put your money in this company, put your money in that, but none of that offer me any guarantees. Brother Ben, have you ever asked yourself a question? How come I got to put up 100% of my money in these in these funds? Mm. How come I got to put 100% of my money in 401Ks? How come I got to put 100% of my money up in a stock and they offer me no guarantees on my money? Mm. But they guarantee that they're going to charge me 2% to manage my money. They guarantee that there'll be transaction fees. They guarantee that there'll be a capital gains charge, but there's no guarantee that I'm going to get my money back. I don't like, I, I ain't never like that groove. So if you have money, and you want to find a place to put your cash where your cash will get a 4% guaranteed interest plus dividends up to 8%. So you're talking about 4 to 8% guaranteed every year, contractual. You need to be putting your money inside of insurance policies. And there's only a couple of people, several, a, a, a small number of people in the industry that know how to do it. And Brother Ben, we're one of the ones that know how to do it. We specialize in that. So if you're somebody who is looking at trying to find a place to store your cash so that you're able to what leverage growth on your money use the money and do exactly what the banks are doing you need to text bbx class to 555-888 text bbx class to 555-888 and we literally have a master class we have over 16 lessons that teach you and educate you on why you should put your money in life insurance how you should leverage your money and life insurance, and how you can make sure that your family will be good forever, forever.
2: He think he can sing, y'all. Well, Jake got to get out of here, family. He has another class that he's going to be teaching. The actual master class I'm telling you all about. Yeah, the actual class. So, if you guys want to be a part of these classes, learn about the life insurance, learn how to be your own bank, own your own bank. Text BBX class to five 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 eight eight eight. The uh, 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 one thing that I got from Jake, which was which is very powerful, the way he put it this way. He talks about you can buy wealth, and that I think is a is a great eye opener because if you are someone who wants to pass down generational wealth. He broke, he broke down how majority of these businesses or a good amount of these businesses are not passed down literally to your children. So if you are a painter or if you are a carpenter, just because your son is your son does not mean he's going to be a painter. It does not mean he's going to be a carpenter. So the best way for you to pass down wealth or pass down some of that cash flow is to go ahead and get you a life insurance policy the right way so that you can have your own bank and so that you can make sure that your family going to have 200000 300000 500000 or even a million dollars when you're not physically here. And before
3: I go, I, I, I heard you say that, Brother Ben, because a lot of us, we, you know, we like to say I'm starting this business for Mm -hmm. my kids Mm -hmm. that may not be God's intention for your child Mm. see 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 your your child you may be starting an entity but what your your children need they need cash flow and equity so they have freedom to do what God has put on their life to do See you. You're not the manufacturer of your child. You're just the portal of which your children came through. There it is. And God has the or dad. They, he has the right to tell your child. So, Brother Ben can say, "Man, I'm building this because I want my child to be an, an orator." And God may say, "Brother Ben, your child is bigger. He's gonna be. He's gonna be an engineer." And if Brother Ben built an entire company that only focused on oration, which is a, a, a verbal speaking. His child will miss the biggest calling that God had for him. And he stifles the growth of his child. And your child grows with resentment. Your child yep. gets upset. They get mad. They get angry. They feel the burden of carrying the family's legacy to be too strong because God, dad, how, how come that, that, how come you got to, how come you got to follow God's dream for you? Dad, how come you got to follow your vision? How come you got to d- uh, depend on your gifts? But when it comes to me, you want me to carry on what God gave you? What about my gifts? What about what God gave me? What about my ability? What about my dreams? And you got to make sure that you get economic, economically savvy and, and get equity and cash flow so that your children can do what God called for them to do.
2: Get that economic Get that economic education family. Hey, man, I got this list of uh, rules for success from Kobe Bryant. He says, number one, you have to have a champion's mentality. You can't be going around here thinking you're inferior. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said we're not black because we're cursed. We're black because we're first. So you have to have that strong, that dominion, that power and dominion that we was blessed with. You got to have the mentality. As I said earlier, you can have the blueprint. You can have the class. You can have all the courses in the world. But if you don't have the right mentality and belief in self and belief in God and understand that it don't matter what you've been through, you can overcome that and be whoever you want to be. It's going to be hard for you to move forward. Number two, he says, outwork your potential. Outwork your potential. That's that's common sense. Number three, learn from your failures. That's a heavy one right there. Learning from your failures, because if we don't learn from our failures, we're going to continue to repeat those same failures over and over again. See sometimes we look at losses as just a loss Or L's as just a loss I think they are lessons I think they are lessons And if you learn from them They turn into blessings So if I understand that I missed a game winning shot Because I shot it with my left hand And I missed it because it was my left hand That means I need to learn from that I need to go back to the gym And yeah I may shoot my free throws But I'm finna do 200 layers with my left hand And I'm gonna go full speed like I am in the game I'm not going light, you know. I'm not taking it lightly. I'm going full speed at the room with my left with my left hand because I just understood or I understand that man I failed and I lost us this game because I shot it with my left hand because I wasn't working on it enough. I didn't put enough time on my left hand. So learn from your failures, man. Just because you go through failure don't mean that you a failure. If I get an F in my class, that don't mean that I failed the whole semester. The priests, Come on, I didn't. Just, I didn't fail the whole semester. I got to go back to the drawing board and read a little bit more. I got to go back to the drawing board and learn a little bit more. So when I take that next class, I'm a shooter. I'm, I'm shooting for a high B or a high A. I'm I'm gonna pass that bad boy. Number four, he says, be a long term thinker. Mm. You got to be a long term thinker because if you get in, if you get in the game and you thinking it's going to be easy and it's going to be like the microwave, You may be very disappointed that I haven't made a profit the whole year. You may be disappointed that I haven't made a profit in six months. And if you join this just for the profit, and if you join this because you're looking for instant gratification, that may cause you to fail. So if you're not already thinking for the long run, you're in trouble. And as I said before, anybody who has used their GPS before, I want you to think about this. When you use your GPS, the only time Siri gives you a directions is if you have the destination. Where are we going in the long run? Do I have a plan? Do I have a vision? Because if I don't have a plan or a vision, I have no idea where I'm going. So when the failure comes or when I get off track because I don't have a destination in mind, I think my life is over with. But when I got a destination in the journey, if I turn left, I'm not saying, oh, I failed the journey. Oh, I failed. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to look back down at the GPS and it's telling me to reroute, reroute. Make a U-turn. Make that right. You veered off a little bit, but you haven't failed. You got a long way to go. So the Quran said, hey, the race is not to the swift nor the strong, but to those who endure to the end. Oh, man, this race is long, man. That brother that you see on Instagram, that sister that you see on Instagram, don't hate on them. Your time is coming. You don't know how long they've been working. And let me say this, too. I want to give another perspective because, yes, that's true. We don't know how long people have been working. But then again, we comparing our life to somebody who's 45. You may be more advanced than they is. you 25, and you know a little bit more or a lot more than they knew at the age of 25. But you rushing yourself because of Instagram. Man, he got that Bentley already. Oh, man, he got them shoes already. Man, he making $10,000 a month already. Yeah, but God got you in a place to where when you his age at the age of 30, you're going to be making 20000 30000 50000 So just be patient and have that mindset of the long run because it's definitely a long run. It's a marathon. The marathon continues. That's what Nipsey Hussle was saying. It's a marathon. This thing not overnight. You're not going to be building all these assets overnight. You're not going to be hiring all these employees overnight. You're not going to be having investments in all these businesses overnight. But it's a marathon. Life is about the journey, not the destination. As my brother 19 19 Keys would say, life is about the journey, man. Because once you get there and you find out, you, you you may not be impressed with what you get. So the journey is very important. Then he says, keep going. That's easy. Number seven, keep going. One of my favorite videos from uh, Sister Monique is when she was hugging one of the rapper, but I can't think of his name right now. She just said, keep going, just keep going, keep going, keep going. You're going to fail. You're going to slip up. You may bump your head. You may trip and fall. You may get a few turnovers in the game. You may have a bad game. You missed 20 layups today. That's okay, but keep going. Because somebody did before. Go look up them, them YouTube videos when Kobe Bryant was shooting fadeaways and he was airballing. Go look at them highlights when he was airballing, when he was missing dunks, when he was having turnovers. That all is a part of that process of being the black mamba and who he is today. He said, protect your dream. That's number eight. Protect your dreams. The minister says, don't be going out telling everybody what your dreams is, especially if it's not rooted down, because your idea is like a baby. In fact, some people call their first business they baby. So if you have this baby and you telling everybody that you pregnant, those who have already failed with their baby, see, they stressed out. Oh, I can't go to the club no more. They stressed out. Oh, this baby crying too much now because they couldn't handle it. They telling you, girl, you better abort that baby. Girl, you're not going to be able to do this. Girl, you're not going to be able to do that. That's how they do you in business. Brother, you better go get you a job. That social media stuff ain't going to work. Girl you better go get you a job Them selling purses And selling makeup That stuff ain't gonna work Girl ain't nobody gonna buy it. You better get that security You don't know who gonna buy So now they're dropping Seeds in your mind Hoping that you abort the process AKA abort the baby So the minister said one time When you have a when you When, when a sister is pregnant She may be able to cover it up the first month with that black dress. She may be 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 able to cover it up that second month. But after that six months go by, maybe even four months, eight months go by. You can't cover up that baby. Everybody know you pregnant. But guess what? The reason they know you pregnant without you even speaking is because it's already developed. It's already nurtured. See, you ain't got to tell nobody I'm pregnant. Look, I'm pregnant. No, they're going to see that hump. So when you're building that business, let them see that hump. Let them see the progress. You can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. So you ain't got to tell nobody, man, I'm, th- now I'm out here. I got big dreams. I'm out here working. I'm out here getting it in. No, you just get it in. And they'll see the works. They'll, the, they'll see them apples falling off the tree. They'll see them grapes falling off the tree. They'll see them oranges falling off the tree. They're going to say, damn, that brother out there producing something. He done put a seed in the ground. He out there cultivating and if you drop a seed and you water that seed and be patient in due season that thing going to start to germinate and you're going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So just keep going and protect them. He said be driven. That's easy. That's common sense. Be driven. You got to be driven and your will is driven by your desire. You have to have the desire to be the best. Some of us don't even have the thought I want to make $10,000 a month. Some of us don't even have the thought I want to make $50,000 a month. Some of y'all don't even have the thought I want to pass down generational wealth to where my children ain't never got to worry about nothing. We got to have that drive. We got to have the desire. And once you have the desire, now the will gets a little energy and you will do what you will put your mind to. That's how that thing works. If you can see it, You can achieve it. But if you don't even believe in yourself, man, you're not even going to put in the the proper work. You're not even going to put in the proper time. And then lastly, Kobe Bryant's rules for success is achieve greatness. That's not nothing that you necessarily got to do. That's a byproduct of all nine. That's a byproduct of having a champion mentality That's a byproduct of outworking your potential That's a byproduct of learning from your failures That's a byproduct of be a long-term thinker Find your passion Challenge yourself to grow That's the one I missed out on Challenge yourself to grow I don't care you making $5,000 already I don't care that you already got all your bills paid already I don't care that your son already done been to college already Challenge yourself to grow because if you don't challenge yourself to grow, you don't realize that you may be robbing yourself and robbing the world from a gift that they are missing out on because that gift lies dormant within you. So push yourself to grow, challenge yourself to grow. I know you're overweight. I understand that's going to take a lot of time. You're 300 pounds, 400 pounds. I know you don't even see yourself being skinny again, but challenge yourself to grow. One, and, and I'm talking about one day at a time, man You ain't got to lose 50 pounds in one day Be realistic with yourself Our captain one time, Brother Steven, said Man, we're not even qualified to judge ourselves You're judging yourself because you ain't lost 10 in a week So what? Lose, lose one pound a day If you can't run around the track, walk around the track Do something, challenge yourself to grow, man mentally spiritually if you don't read books stop saying brother I just can't read if you don't understand technology stop saying oh, oh that technology for young folks if you don't understand taxes and credit stop saying oh I, I just don't get it I didn't go to college so what challenge yourself to grow anything that you want to learn you can learn it on Google YouTube University huh? Yahoo University Bing Academy You got to Google it, man You got to go out to these conferences You got to go out and buy some of these courses You got to go out and buy some of these classes You got to go out and buy some of these books So your mind can expand So your mind can grow Come on, man You got to water that thing, man It ain't going to go if you don't water it Water yourself Put a little love Sprinkle a little love on yourself Sprinkle a little, you know what I mean A little curl on yourself And you never know, man, what you're going to be Because the greatest things grow from darkness We believe Allah created himself from triple darkness From that spark of an atom We all was made from the triple darkness of our mother's womb And guess what When your mother was pregnant Your big head self when you was coming out She experienced pain Not only did she experience pain But you experienced pain because your head was coming out that hole not only was there pain, not only was there a uh, 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 pressure, but there was also bloodshed. Ooh, blood was coming out. Some of us don't want to get no. Some of us don't want to get cut. Some of us don't want to go through no pressure. Some of us don't want to go through no pain. But it's the pain that brings about life. Ooh, good. God. That's it. It's pain that's gonna bring about that life. It's uh, listen. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said adversity is the mother of creativity when I was working my warehouse job I called it the slave job I had so many creative ideas because I didn't want to be here no more I'm tired of getting up every day working a 12-hour job for somebody else and even if I decide to work harder I'm not gonna get paid more I even said brother I'm finna start selling water I'm finna go buy a 34 pack of water From Walmart And in the summertime I'm finna sell it for a dollar Cause I'm gonna be cutting out 7-11 I'm finna do something for myself But it was that It was that adversity It, it was that It was that It was that uh, That pain It was that pressure That gave me The will and desire To do what I'm doing So that's the Brother Ben X podcast That's the God economic show With Brother Ben X And Brother Jake uh, And we talked about Kobe Bryant. So uh, I thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, subscribe on Google Podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. And you can tune in every week. And if you would like to support uh, my podcast, you can just click the link that's in the description. And you can actually subscribe on Anchor, on Cash App, Dollar Sign Brother Ben X. Also subscribe to me on Facebook. Subscribe to me on YouTube and Instagram at Brother. Ben X. Y'all have a blacktastic day. Peace. Woo! Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you. Every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com.